I just want to encourage you. She, I don't know if you guys have known for the last, what, four or five months? It's been about eight months. Or eight months, sorry. Eight months. She's been walking with a cane. So just wanted y'all to notice that she doesn't have that cane anymore. Telling the fact that, I mean, sometimes you went actually physically blind. Oh, right. The yeah. medics were so debilitating. Uh, I had spots all over my eyes. And then I was aware of what God was doing in my life and what was happening. Um, and then mom was blind for about a month. So it, it sucks. <laughs> Thank God. God. Well, Lord, we just we thank you, Father, that you are faithful, that you have been faithful to Nancy, God. You're faithful to this body. God, and we just thank you for that, even just that childlike faith just to say god you're a healer you're i believe i don't know everything about it but i know that you do it and lord just as she received that and lord has received it since and we pray for the stiffness in her knees god it'd be 100 percent completely gone but god we thank you that that cane is gone and we just continue to believe that wheelchairs will be gone lord the the blind see the the deaf hear god just that we would see your glory your kingdom uh just in this place so lord we thank you for this testimony in jesus name amen Amen. All right. Come on. Yeah, we can give that. Come on, come on Jesus. Yeah, that's, that's a good come on, Jesus. All right? That's my favorite part of the whole weekend, I think. That week. I just love that. Come on, Jesus. And, and really, it was kind of interesting. Um, as I was, unfortunately, I, I kind of got sick over the, while I was going to the beach. That's always a bummer. But I got, I got this sinus stuff, so I, I, I kind of sat around a little bit more than usual. Although I did, unfortunately, have to go to the sand of the beach and have to get in the sand. So most of you that know me, that's like, you know, you ever take a, uh, your fingernails and scrape it down a chalkboard and you know how that feels? That's how I feel when I'm on sand. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I endure it uh, for, the, for my kids' sake only. Uh, but, but it was cool. We got to go up and spend a lot of time with the kids and enjoyed that, but... Um, but as I, as I was thinking about it, you know, we were kind of, we kind of just threw out the fact that we would kind of hear what the Lord was saying about today, you know, what, whatever the Lord wanted to do, really. And I, I just felt like, I was asking the Lord, I was like, what, he just asked me a question. He said, like, well, what did you, what, what did you get in, what in, was imparted to you during the conference? 
And I was kind of, you know, you kind of start thinking about all the healings that took place. That was really cool. Uh, you know, just all this, all the stuff that happened, the, the fire line, that, or, uh, the fire tunnel, a couple of those that went through. But, you know, you started thinking about all that, and all of a sudden I felt like the Lord answered it for me because I wasn't getting the right answer. You ever been in that place? You're like fumbling for the right answer, and you didn't quite get it. You're not getting it. And he said, he said Mitch, he said, I, I imparted faith like a child. Like, that was one of the big things I think Joaquin and, and Renee came and they just imparted to us was like, man, just faith, getting back to that faith, the simplicity of the gospel, simplicity of just the Father being the Father and us being children. And I felt like the Lord was uh, just throwing around some thoughts, but I, I wanted to play this, this uh, little clip. This is Hook. Anybody ever seen the movie Hook? I think it's one of my favorite movies about this subject. Because Peter, of course, in this movie, Peter has gone back from Neverland, and, and when you leave, start leaving Neverland, what do you do? You start growing up. You start getting old, right? Some of us need to get back to Neverland, right? I, I want to get back to ne Neverland in the spirit, right? But there's a reality that some, when, when Peter left, he was at the place that he'd forgot, he had completely forgotten, even when Wendy was trying to tell him about you know, the fact that his kids were now in Hook's possession and um, that he needed to go rescue him, He still didn't believe. So, of course, he gets, he, uh, he gets Tinkerbell comes and gets him, takes him to Neverland. And so he's there, but he, he still doesn't believe who he is. Like, he's Peter Pan, but he doesn't know it. And so there's just this really cool scene where this, the, a little child just comes up and starts uh, interacting with him. I think, yep, this is it. All right, go ahead.
somehow that always gets me when he just, he just peels back his face and says, ah, there you are, Peter. Now, you know what? I felt like in the spirit, that's what he did. he's doing to dwelling place. I feel like we've, we've grown up a little too much. I think some, somehow, sometimes in the life of a body or the life of maybe your life personally, but I think in the life of sometimes a body, you kind of get away from Neverland so long that you start forgetting who you are, start forgetting to be, to be a child. And that's what Peter, that was, that was the glory of Peter, to be a child. Uh, he had lost that glory and he grew up. And some of, and you ever, it's kind of like, um, uh, you know, a banana. You, know, you can undermature a banana. Have you ever eaten an undermatured banana? Like a green, like hard. It's not real good. But you can also overmature a banana pretty good. And that's real nasty because it gets all what? Mushy and nasty, right? You need to eat that. The maturity of a banana is in it. The glory is in the middle. And I felt like the Lord's bringing us back to this place of a childlike faith. Like somehow there's a place that somehow sometimes we grow up in the, in the life. And, and so I, it was kind of cool because I just stayed with my theme, right? It's the inside, outside, upside down kingdom. Right? Because to really, to grow into maturity is to receive the kingdom like a child. You know, it's kind of like the upside down Heinz bottle, right? You know, I couldn't, I couldn't not do an inside, outside, upside down kingdom. I mean, this is the glory, right? This is the best invention, uh, the side of light, right? You know, electricity, you know, the upside down bottle. You never have to wait for your ketchup. It's right there available. So, hey, it's true. And Heinz, of course, is the best. So, I will give this away again to anybody that has, anybody got great value? Anybody got great value sitting at home? Because see, nobody's asking now. You really do? Oh, that's right, I was. So, this, is, this is yours. That's right. So anyway. But let's look, can, I, can we look at a couple of scriptures real quick? Like I said, this looks like a long thing, but it really is just a lot of just thoughts that the Lord just brought to me as I was thinking about receiving the kingdom like a child, because I started reading, these three, next three scriptures are pretty stout. I didn't, I, I mean, I know I've heard them, but I don't think I had really heard them. Um, you, know, you think about this one, and they were bringing children to him so they might touch them, and the, the disciples rebuked them. I think we always get caught up in that whole scenario where the, the disciples are rebuking him for bringing children, so it's always this importance of, you know, physical children to the king, to the king you know, the king of kings, obviously. But he was saying, but when Jesus saw that, he was indignant and said to them, permit the children to come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not even enter into it at all. I was like, wow, wait a second. I know I'd read that before, but I don't think the weight hit me because of what the Lord had just revealed to me, that we're in a season where we get to be washed with the water of the word. And to be washed with the water of the word, I feel like in this season, is to become, to, to get back into real maturity, to get back into that middle ground. Because some, I think some, sometimes we get to the place where religion or just uh, we grow up, we, the, you know, the thoughts and opinions of man, the craziness of externals that are going on in life, they tend to start wearing us out, wearing us down. So we just start acting like the world acts or trying to do things like the world does. And obviously, that doesn't work. It doesn't work in Neverland. It doesn't work in the kingdom of God. 
kingdom of God is received like a child. And so that's what I loved about Joaquin. I mean, he just, he just, there's a desire to carry the presence of God. You know, he's not necessarily concerned, so concerned with what you really believe or think. He just knows when the presence of God is there, the presence of God is here, you know, and all things are possible. We're going to look at a couple of those. Look at the next one. Humble ourselves like a child. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> Isn't that funny? They're trying to figure out that. He called the child to himself. He's like, here, let me show you who the greatest of the king- in the kingdom is. Truly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever then humbles himself as this child, he's the what? He's the greatest. You know, to humble yourself like a child, to enjoy, the, to enjoy life, to enjoy him. That's, that's really the humbling. I think we start thinking, well, gosh, what, if I humble myself like a child, what would that, be, what would that look like? Well, obviously, if, if it's a child, the child's not worried about, oh, you know, trying to figure out how, you know, they're going to impress or this, that, that. They're just, they're wide open. They're enjoying who God is, enjoying his kingdom. And then obviously the Luke 18, I look, you know, permit the children to come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God, what? Belongs to such as these. That's the king. The kingdom of God belongs to such as these. That will what? Humble themselves as a child, receive the kingdom as a child. And so I think the Lord's just really trying to get us back to this place where we're throwing off a lot of this stuff that I'm just going to, Really talk about real quick down through here, a couple throwing a couple scriptures for each one. But um, really, th- these realities, I believe that God wants to, us to receive from the glory of a child. Like you think about children, you think about their life, you think about how they walk, how they what they do. Um, it's really simple. It's a lot of simplicity in that. You know, as we grow up, it gets complicated. You know, there's a lot of emotions, a lot of this, that, and the other that take place. But in the child, it's so simple. Um, and I love the first one that I felt like the Lord was saying from this weekend. You know, that's what I love about uh, Nancy's testimony. Did he, I don't think anybody laid hands on you, did they? Or did they? Yeah. Here's Nancy. You know, because there has been this environment, this playful environment of the kingdom in the, in the experiencing God's presence, all of a sudden, the presence of God comes, and what happens? Healing comes. I mean, we didn't have to drum it up. She didn't have to come up here and get her hands, her hands laid on by Joaquin, you know, the person in charge. You know, she didn't have to do that. It was the presence of God. It was the presence of God that healed her, period. That was the cool part about the whole weekend to me is that every time we broke, we, most of the time the healings took place, we broke up into small groups of three and four. Joaquin never laid a hand on anybody. He just said, all right, you guys start praying. And as people started praying for one another, what happened? People got healed. I mean, it, was, it was just, it was, in, it was incredible. It was, it was just cool to watch. Because why? Because that's the bride being the bride. That's the bride enjoying his presence, enjoying who he is. And I love this, the, the first statement. I, these are just a lot of statements. I don't know if they're a whole uh, bigger than that. You don't have to have it all figured out before God moves. Like, that's what I love. Uh, there's a testimony. Craig and Corinne aren't even here, are they? They're on vacation. But last week, if you weren't here, I wasn't, but I listened to the 
webcast, podcast. But um, Craig and Corinne shared testimony of their of um, Ada having a stomach ache, and so all of a sudden, I don't even know if they prompted or whatever, but uh, little Zeke started praying. You know Zeke, he's what two two years old. It was very simple. God heal Ada stomach. It was probably something to that extent. And what happened? Ada's like, hey, I mean, this is a, I mean, she was going to the doctor for these. It wasn't something that, you know, wasn't there or just was a little bit there. You know, she had taken her to the doctor. And then all of a sudden now, Zeke prays, faith of a child, right? Did he have to figure out, did he have a, have a theology and healing or theology and PhD and he, and, and to do that? Absolutely not. Because because I believe it's that it's going back to really receiving this stuff in the faith like a child, like really receiving it. Um, I love it. What I, what I need most of all is the Father's presence. That's what we need, just to be with da- Daddy, just to be with Abba. You know, that's where we're at. You know, and I love that. Just the Matthew six thirty three. That's where we've been seeking first His kingdom, which is His what presence. It's who He is. Seeking first His kingdom. And what? All these things, all these things. You know what the all these things are? Do you know what's in the verses right above it? You know, don't worry about where your life, what your life is going to consist of. You know, don't worry about tomorrow. God's going to take care of you. All the stuff that you're worried about. The word that we got today about circumstances. All those circumstances. Being able to, what? God says all these things will be added to you added to you. And so you don't have to have it all figured out. You know, I, I'm, I love the fact that this church really has a really, inc- I think, incredible foundation of word. I think Rick has just definitely defined that for us, uh, you know, to encourage us to dive deeply into the word. But just as deep as you are in the word, I think you have to be deep as in a childlike faith of going, man, I don't know what's going on right now. I don't even have a clue of how to figure it out. But I know who does. I know who does. And that, that way I don't, have to, I don't have to have it all right before, you know, God moves or that I can love on somebody or I can minister to somebody. Because God, that's him. That's him. So some of us have been waiting to get it all, all together. Maybe, the, maybe you've been in your own PhD. I don't know what. Maybe that's you. You've been trying to work your way into something that God says, okay, now I'll bless that. God's saying, go, go back to this place and enjoy who he is. Enjoy the life of the king. Enjoy the father. You don't have to have it all figured out. But the cool part is, is that he does reveal all things to his what? Children. So the cool part is, we can find out, but in the meantime, I'm just believing God for everything. So that, it's, it's the hope against hope. It really doesn't matter to me. If God Reveals it, awesome. If he doesn't, he's going to do it, do it anyway. That's why I love that. I love the uh, word about, you know, the, the uh, we're ahead 128 to nothing. You know, just throw the third string in. Throw the water boy in. Just throw everybody in. Just get in there and live to the Lord. Live to the Lord because some of us have been scared to get in that game because we're like, man, I, I've, I've got to get up to professionalism. And God's not about professionalism. He's about your heart being the heart of a child to, to absorb everything that God's doing. All right? I love this. The pure and undefiled, 
what you need to receive from the glory of a child, they have a pure and, un- I really believe, they have a pure and undefiled belief that God can do anything and everything. You ever, I always love those little shirts that on kids. They said, my dad can fix anything, you know, or my dad can do anything. can't remember if I had, we had any, but maybe. <laughs> but... Cute like my dad. That's what we had. <laughs> but yeah, all I remember, I always, I always just reminding those the little kids wearing my dad can do anything. And that's, I mean, I think it's, I really believe it's in the spiritual DNA of who we are to believe that God can do anything and everything. Like it's, it's what when he was started walking with the disciples, what was he trying to get out of them? The, you know, the unbelief that he can't that he can't do anything and everything. And once they started seeing that, and once they got into his presence, you remember the transfiguration? They got into his presence. You talk about those three guys got into his presence? I mean, here's the, here's the three same guys that could not believe that he could turn the fish, you know, after the third time. He, you know, he's already done it twice. They're in the boat, and they're like, you have to go back and read it, but it's hilarious. They're in the boat. After he's fed 5,000, plus whatever the probably the women and children were, he's fed, what, uh, 4,000? It's a total of 9,000 people on about a handful of bread and some fish, right? They get in a boat. They forget to bring what? Fish. Anything to eat other than what? I think it was like one fish. And they get in a boat, and they're like, oh, man, we forgot. <laughs> and you're like, really? You missed that point in the 5,000 and the 4,000? These are the same guys. After the transfiguration, they walk in to a place, and the people uh, ditched Jesus, basically. And what did, what did the same, those three people, the same people that didn't feel like God could feed them in a boat with one, one couple of fish, they asked God, to, do you want us to pray and send fire from heaven and consume these people that just ditched you? You're like, What? How do you go from not feeding fish to calling down fire from heaven to consume people? Anybody done that recently? Anybody asked for that recently? I mean, they, they went from like zero to 100,000. They're like, what? And it, you know why? You know why they could believe that they could do that? Of course, Jesus rebuked them. He said, you don't know what spirit you are of. Like, that's not what I wanted to do in this instance. But you know why they believe that? His presence. Transfiguration changed everything for them, changed everything for them, and that's what I think that call was. But it it, it got them, it got those disciples back to where they could believe for anything and everything. We can call fire down from heaven. They were they were they were there. Um, you know, a couple of these scriptures. You know, looking at them, Jesus said, "With people it is impossible, but with God, what?" Come on, y'all didn't sound like you were convinced on that. All right, let's try that all together one time. With, but with God, for all things are possible. With God. I mean, that's, all things are possible. You remember this, remember this instant? You know, the boy with the uh, spirit falling to the ground. Disciples couldn't get it out. How long has this been happening to him? Jesus asked, and he said, from childhood, it's often thrown him from fire into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And I love that question. Jesus said, if I can? What? <laughs> Did you just say to the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the creator of it all, 
if you can. I love that. If I can. If you can. I always kind of wonder, you know, you can't get in that. You, you always want to go back and say, Jesus, how did, you, how did you say that? Did you go like, if I can? You know, you think that, that's too religious, you know. If I can, what? Are you serious? Maybe something like that. But go on to the next one. All things are what? Possible to him who believes. Remember the Peter? You know, that little child started to believe. You know, Peter started to believe in who he was. And Peter could do all things after he knew who he was. But God, God can do all things and everything. Uh, the last one, and that, well, I think even Jesus himself had to know that. I mean, even when he was going to the cross, he did ask, he, he said, he knew what he was going for. He knew what he was in for. Uh, he was going to take the whole sin, your sin, my sin, the punishment of the world, he was taking on himself. So he knew what he was, that weight was coming. He said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. He knew he could do it, but he said what? Not my will, but yours be done. It's always, a, it's always good to keep that in perspective. His will, his kingdom, all things are possible. All right? So all things. Uh, the third one, that it really is all about him. I think that, that was one of the biggest things God was starting to free some people in here, and myself included. I think sometimes we get into this place, especially healing, especially, well, if I can do enough, if I can fast enough, if I can um, get to this really cool spiritual place, then when I lay hands on somebody, they will recover. I mean, if that's in your Bible, uh, let me see it. I mean I, I mean, I know that there's places where he says, you know, this can only come out by fasting, so that's a great thing to do. Uh, this can come only by praying. That's a great thing to do. But he didn't put any uh, little conditions on that. He said, you know, that's a, that's, that should be our kind of just an attitude of our, our heart for him anyway, walking in those places. But it really is all about, and I love these verses. These, these are verses that set me free, especially early in my walk, because I always felt that it had to be, I had to have it all performing right. I had to have it all correct and, and going. But I love this. We have this treasure. He's saying, you have a treasure. Well, what's the treasure? You have this treasure in earth and vessel. What? That the surpassing greatness of power is from you, right? No, I was just checking to see if you were awake. <laughs> you should have said, oh, no, sorry, Mitch, that's wrong. It's not of you, it's of God and not from ourselves. Look at this next one. Such confidence we have through Christ toward God, not that I'm adequate in myself as considering anything coming from myself, but my adequacy is from what? From God, period. That's where our adequacy is from. So take that, you need to start removing some of what God's washing with the water of his word right now over some of you that have tried to figure out how you are going to get it all right, how you're going to get it to perfection. God's not asking for perfection. God's looking for heart. God's looking for your heart. He's asking for your heart. When he has your heart, you know, he has, there's going to be a whole lot that proceeds from that. Uh, there's, there's a walk in that place. Um, look at this next one, that my faith can really rest in his faithfulness. I mean, I love this scripture, and uh, it's probably one of my favorite scriptures of all time. By faith, even Sarah herself 
receive the ability to conceive. Do you realize that I believe at the point that she did this action, she was able to receive uh, a child? What did she do? Even beyond the proper time of her life, since she considered, that word there is that old, if you've been around enough, long enough, considered really is that came to a conclusion. Two plus two, what? Eagles. Okay, just checking to see if you guys were still there. Four, that's right. It's in my book, two plus two is four, right? We were gonna, I was going to ask Mark Shimazuna, is, it, is two plus two four in, in every stream of math, Mark? He, he, he's like this math crazy out there guru of, uh, when, I, when I took math in college, I had to take college geometry and college uh, modern algebra, and they were all proofs. And I was like, what in the world planet have I gotten from? And I was pretty good at math, but, but I was like, oh my goodness. But everywhere, the conclusion two plus two is it's four. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's done deal. There's no, there's no trying to figure out what else I can throw at that. She considered what? God faithful. Do you think she had to press past the fact that she was 100 years, or no, she was, uh, I, uh, Abraham was 100. I can't remember how old she was. 92. She was not, anybody 92 years old waiting for a child right here? I don't think, you know. Uh, do you know that, you know, she laughed at God? Do you know she had to press through the fact that, you know, she had made a mistake with Ishmael, you know? Do you think she had to press all that through and just come back to this childlikeness? All right, God, <laughs> I can't do this. It's got to be you. You are faithful. Bam. She conceived. I really, I'm, I'm waiting to get to heaven because I really, I really believe that was the fact. Faithful conception, you know, for her. You know why? Because she was the, she was the mother, father and mother of faith. If it was going to be, if she was going to have to have a child, it was going to have to be on his faithfulness. That was what it was going to be on. So he, he has just come back down to that place. Rest in his faithfulness. All right, keep going, Mitch. Um, let, uh, you know, not weighed down by circumstance and experience. You know, we've talked about that before. I mean, oop, can you go back one? Did I leave it out? Yep, I did. All right, we're going to read 2 Timothy 2.4, uh, which says, um, I'll get to it, because I will try to, I will blotch it trying to uh, speak it with everything that's going on in my brain right now. All right, 2 Timothy 2.4. No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life so that he may what? Please the one that enlisted him as a soldier. There's this fact that God's calling us to, in the child, you know, you think about it, a child, are they trying to figure out what's going on and all, everything that, of life? They're just enjoying the fact that you know what's going on and that you're taking care of them and that they will make it in this life. That's what we need to come back down to the Lord. I just need to be satisfied in Him. I don't entangle myself in all the ins and outs of life. Obviously, they are there but remember, seek him first, and all these things will be added. All right? Being a host of the goodness of God, that's what I think Joaquin and Renee was just really, 
Have you ever looked at a child? You just see it. It's the goodness of God all over them. I mean, I, I, that hook, that's what gets me about that little, that little boy that does that. I mean, you just, just the goodness of God. It's just on them. Uh, they don't even have to do anything. It's just who they are. Uh, children. Then we grow up and we kind of start looking like this, and you start going, ah. So, but the reality is, is that be a host of the goodness of God. I love that passage in, uh, with David. I would have done, I would have what? Despaired. Unless I would have believed that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. That was a man after God's own heart. Be a, just be a host of his goodness. <laughs> I mean, that's what I loved about that. I mean, Joaquin was just, and Renee, they were just free to just be who they are. Just be free who you are. I love that. It's the goodness of God that leads us to what? Repentance, to a place of repentance. That's his goodness. Um, we're going to just kind of flip through the next two, the power of unhindered praise and worship. I mean, I just watch it up here almost every Sunday. Uh, almost the joy that I get is watching the kids because they're just unhindered. They're not, they're not worried about what you think about them. They're up here just enjoying the kingdom, enjoying the presence, enjoying who God is, enjoying who the, the children are around them. Um, obviously, I mean, I love this scripture. Um, when the blind and the lamb came to him in the temple, he healed them. But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things he had done, the children who were shouting in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David. Who, who, was, crying, who was shouting and singing? It was the children. I don't think I caught that before. The children were singing. Of course, then they got indignant, upset, mad, and said to him, Do you hear what these children are saying? <laughs> Obviously, Yes. Jesus said to them, yes, have you never read out of the mouths of infants and nursing babes, you've prepared praise for yourself. Man, you know what draws the the attention and the presence of God quicker than anything? When you, as a heart of a child, praise and worship him. He's enthroned on it. Uh, We won't go through it, but I I had that that whole passage with uh, David and, and Michael, and just the fact that he... You know, he's bringing the heart, the presence of God into the city, and he's doing what? David's dancing with all his might, doesn't really care what's going on. Then Michael comes in and says, wow, you've really distinguished yourself, undistinguished yourself. And then he says, man, I'll, I'll be more undistinguished than this to be before my father. That was his heart. Because David had the heart of after God. David had a child's heart. He kept it. You know, he... I think he lost it several times in relationship to trying to grow up and do some things himself, but he kept coming back to that childlikeness in his heart. And the last one is just the dive-in effect. I love when Renee shared about that. You know, a lot of us have been, you know, when you get to the water, this is what I always do at the beach too, man. I start walking in that water, I'm like, geez, that stuff's cold, man. I don't want to get in there. And I'll be, and then you kind of start wading in, and then it just starts hitting you, and then it makes it even worse. That's like, so you know how to torture Mitch, you know, make him go in. Like, so I just practiced that. I really physically practiced that this week. All right, I'm just jumping in. I'm going, diving in. So it was amazing. You get in, just get used to it, get in with the Lord, and you're there. You know, some of us just need to quit dipping our feet. You know, quit. Yeah, it's cold. It's kind of cold, though, because I've missed some really, I've probably missed several moments with my kids. 
because I'm like, eh, it's too cold. And when I didn't realize that it was, it was an awesome, I mean, just an awesome experience. But just get in. It was really nice this week because it was 100 degrees outside. So once you got in, it was good. So that, that helps out. So, but, you know, that's 2 Timothy 1.7. Did I put it up there? Flip it back one. Did I miss that one too? Man, I missed that one too. Um, sorry, I was throwing that together. Um, 2 Timothy 1.7. We have not been given a spirit of what? Fear or timidity. You know, dipping. We're not, you know, we're not dipping in. But he's giving you a, a spirit of what? Power, love, sound mind. You know, God's given us that. He's put it in, he's put it in your spiritual DNA. But real, you know where we access that? Being a child. Being the child of God. Being his son. Being his daughter. I mean, I, um, one of the funniest stories, is, of course, this, this was my, my, it was probably a child's story, but, you know, Caleb, we used to go to Dollywood, and Caleb didn't, he went on some of the rides, but he didn't always like all the rides. But, so we, we went on this one called a side, slide wander. You know, if you've been on that, it's, it's one that goes down the mountain. It's a big flume ride, goes down the mountain. So, of course, I'm, I'm always trying to bribe him. I'm like, all right, I'll give you $10 if you get on this. <laughs> Come on, something. Get ride, ride these rides with me. And uh, face your fear. Here's some money. <laughs> <laughs> money always talks when fear is involved sometimes. Uh, but it's funny. We get up to the top, and we get in the flume. And for some reason, it, they weigh you. That, that one, you get weighed. And so you have to have, be a certain, yet your group of people have to be a certain weight. So something happened to where the three little boy, the three boys had to go with this other person, and I had to take some other people, so I don't know how all that worked. But So he's in the other car, and we're in the same spot, so we get in the car, and all of a sudden he starts getting fearful, like, I can't do this, I can't do this. And I'm like, sit down in the seat. <laughs> I'm like, we're not, we're not doing this right now, come on. But I mean, he, I mean, he got to the place where he, he got up out of the seat, I'm like, get down. Kind of use one of my nice authority, a little, you know, sad. But it was so funny, as, as scared as he was going down. We get down to the bottom, and what do you think happened? He said, dude, that was great. Let's do it again. I was like, what? Are you serious? He wanted another $10. That's right. <laughs> I wouldn't give a 10 for the second time. I wasn't for but it was amazing. I was like, sometimes I think we're that way. We're like, oh, no, 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 I can't. I'm so, we're so timid, fearful. It's like, but man, when you get in with the Lord, there's nothing, nothing timid or fearful to be afraid of that. You know, he's, he was, he's always good, always good. And I just want to end with this verse in Romans 8, 20. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected to it in hope. What was his hope? What was the whole thing about? You think about this. This is a scripture that he's saying that I am willing to subject creation to some things that it, it's gonna, it can be hard. It can be, uh, there can be some frustrating times. There can be, be great times ahead. But he's subjecting it to futility for some reason. Look at this. In hope that the creation itself will be set free from its slavery which leads to what? Corruption. Into the freedom of being a child. The freedom of the glory of the children of God. 
That's, what, that's why he did all this, so that we might have the opportunity to become like a child, to be his son and to be his daughter. That's what it was all about. So I don't know if somebody played. So I, I really want to just, I felt like the Lord was just saying that he is taking us dwelling place, and he's doing this with us. Yeah? Sorry, I hope I didn't mess that mic up. He's squeezing our face just like that little child did in that movie. And he's saying to us, because Peter Pan didn't just become Peter at that point. He had to, he had to, he started, they kept, they kept working with him. And he finally, finally, I think at the dinner table when they started flipping food, he started to believe. You know, he started to believe in who he was. Why? Because he, he got back to the childlikeness. I mean, it was such a, that, that movie is just such a testimony of just becoming a child, getting back to that which God has called us to, being a child, a son and daughter. And so I just want to, I don't know, you, you, you have something probably. Okay. Sorry, I'm rambling on my mouth, and I know that Leah, want, Leah had some stuff. as a child, and it's interesting, it was kind of connected with a, a couple other words, and it had to do with just wait, and that there were a lot of people that just for years, they were just wait had built up upon them. So I felt like, I don't know, I just felt like that was a big thing. Like a child, like they don't have all this weight on them. Like you don't talk to many children that have, I felt like one word was like even a paranoia, like where we've entertained, like, what other people have thought, or, like, all this stuff has just kind of weighted people down from just being free to be who they are. Um, so that was one thing, but then the other two things were um, disqualified. So I felt like that there were maybe people that were kind of standing on the outside that they hadn't even really been in the midst of, of the battle or the game, but they were feeling disqualified because of their past or even where they were, and so I felt like the Lord was just wanting to renew this place of being disqualified, but then also just a really, a place of defeat, and I feel like even as a church, there were there are places where we really carry defeat and a felt failure, um, especially in the area of healing, mm -hmm. and so I felt like there was just this place with this child, like that God was just bringing this new yeah. newness, but allowing us to cast off like the weights. And I think during worship, there was already that place to do that. Um, I know when Tammy gave that word, like there was just this, it's an invitation, just even with the simplicity of the love of God, like coming back to this place. Even, even those that may have been walking in ministry for years, Child, like the papa is the one that carries the weight. And so I just felt like just this place of being 
So let's stand. I'm going to get the prayer team to come on up. And I'm just going to pray. And I just think Leah had the avocation. Just wait. I'm just going to pray something. You'll just put your hands on your heart. And we're going to kind of do that same same thing. God, I just pray, or just as we saw in that movie, God, that you would just begin to, just with your kingdom hands, God, just begin to, just to begin to touch, Lord, our, our face, our heart, our hands, our feet. God, just every area that maybe has grown up, maybe we've just gotten, gotten to that place where we've, we've just kind of said, I, I'm kind of over all that. I'm, I've tried that, I've done it, I can't do it anymore. Whatever that looks like, and get back down to that place of just that heart of a child. The heart of a child, where those weights are gone in Jesus' name, God. I just pray right now, weights of, uh, of disappointment, weights of failure, God, be gone in Jesus' name. God, we just ask in the name of Jesus that your kingdom, your presence, God, would just come and just overtake those places. And I'm just going to invite you to the front. If that's, if that's you today, I just pray you, you just come. If, that, if you've had weights on you that you need to get prayed off, there's just, there's just a, a moment. There's a moment of grace that God's given us this morning to get weights off. So just come on. Come forth. And I'm just going to wait for a few, just a, just a minute. God, Lord, we just pray right now for those that have weights, that need those weights off. Come to, just come to the front real quick. Don't be... Just break off that timidity. Just jump in, dive in, and just go for it. Anybody, anybody, just want just break that weight off. Just break that weight off. God, we just ask in Jesus' name right now that we be free to live as children, sons and daughters. Sons and daughters, Lord. Just enjoying. Come on, Jesus. Lord, we can just enjoy you. Enjoy your goodness. We can be carriers of your goodness. We can be carriers that, God, we don't have to have it all figured out, that you, you can do all things. You can do everything and anything, God. Just break off the weight, God, right now. God, just break off that weight, God. We just love you. We enjoy you. We get to enjoy you, God. We bless your name, God. God, for those that might need just to know you as Lord and Savior today, God, that there's a moment, a season of grace right now to know the King of kings, to know the Lord of lords, to know what it is to be a child of the Son of the Most High God, a son and daughter of the Most High. So Lord, if that's anybody in here right now, I just believe, just come up, get prayer, just to receive you as, as Father, receive you as friend, receive you as King. But Lord, we just thank you for that. But Lord, I just, I just pray right now, guys. We're holding our heart, God. I just pray right now. God, you just do that supernatural work, God. Empowering us to believe. Empowering us to live, God. To live to you. To live as children. To live in the freedom of just enjoying your presence and your goodness. Lord, we love you. We love you, God. We love you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name.